Locked On Bruins, your daily podcast on the Boston Bruins, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What is up, Bruins fans, and welcome back to the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast. I'm your host, Ian McLaren, and this is a daily show where we discuss all things spoke to be as well as take a look around the NHL. Today is Thursday, February 18th, and for the first time in about three weeks, the Bruins will be playing on home ice tonight against the New Jersey Devils. We're going to preview that game as well as update the NHL's top five teams and take a look at some news and notes from around the NHL. Before we get to that, let me remind you, the podcast is available on Apple, Spotify, Stitcher, Google, Pocket Casts, wherever you get podcasts, please do hit that subscribe button so that you never miss an episode. If you could also rate and review, that would be very much appreciated. I got some feedback this morning saying the levels haven't been great lately, so I'm doing my best this morning to adjust those. I do have a new mic that I've been using and uh, didn't want to sound like I was screaming into it, but uh, if it's too low, I will adjust that. So thanks for that feedback. Always appreciate constructive criticism and uh, just trying to make the show better each and every day for you all. If you are on Twitter, you can follow me at ENC McLaren, and the podcast is at LO Boston Bruins, and on Instagram at Locked on Bruins. I'm there at ENC McLaren if you have any interest in that. So yeah, the last time the Bruins played on home ice was January 28th, a 4-1 win over the Pittsburgh Penguins. And Bruce Cassidy said, it's nice to be back. Still not the same without fans, but nice to be in the familiar confines of the Garden. They tend to play well there and looking forward to seeing them back in black and gold here tonight. Now, the Bruins, as I've been talking about all week, have been shuffling their lines around a little bit. On the first line for tonight's game, we can expect Brad Marchand with Patrice Bergeron and Jake DeBrusque on the right side. David Pasternak bumped down to the second line so that he can play with good friend David Krejci as well as Nick Ritchie. On the third line, the 11-12-13 Oceans line <laughs> has been reunited with Trent Frederick, Charlie Coyle, and Craig Smith. And then on the fourth line, we have Anders Bjork, Sean Corrali, and Chris Wagner. So Bjork back on the left side, DeBrusque on the right side as there is a lack of right-hand shots um, or right wingers in the lineup, I should say, at the moment. DeBrusque bumped to the top line in an attempt to get him going. He has yet to score a goal this season, and the hope is that playing with uh, Marshawn and Bergeron will help get him going while not sacrificing David Pasternak's scoring ability with a, a great playmaker to help him in uh, David Krejci. On defense, we have Jeremy Lozon with Charlie McAvoy. John Moore bumped up to the second pair to play with Brandon Carlo. And then Connor Clifton uh, down with Kevin Miller on the third line. And it's believed Tuka Rask will get the start. Matt Grizzlick and Jacobs Borrell are out with lower and upper body issues respectively. And it will probably be tough for them to make it back into Sunday's lineup 
after missing tonight's game and then perhaps not being able to travel and practice. Cassidy said they'll see where they are here on Thursday. Uh, it's tough to say if they'd have a chance to play if they don't get on the ice pretty soon. It's a long way to go for one game. They don't play again until next Thursday on Long Island, so maybe it's better to give them that extended break and just let them get prepared. Um, so they're going to have some discussions about whether either of those two defensemen will go on the trip to California or if they're better served staying home and getting ready to hit the ice running next week when they return to action against the Islanders on Thursday. Andre Kasha resumed skating on his own this week, but he did not take to the ice on Wednesday and is unlikely to return to the lineup before next week's road trip. Uh, an extra week for him, at the very least, would be beneficial. And once he is back, we'll have to see how the lineup uh, shakes out with you know DeBrusque currently on the right side. So that line of Frederick, Coyle, and Smith had been pretty effective uh, earlier in the season. It will be nice to see them reunited, and I'm also yeah, kind of excited to see um, Pasternak and Krejci and what they might be able to do together as well. From a Devils side of things, they were off for quite some time because of COVID protocols, uh, almost over two weeks in fact. They played on January 31st, and they didn't play again until just the other day beating the New York Rangers 5-2 in their first game, so uh, not wasting any time getting back in the flow of things, although the Rangers not exactly lighting the world on fire. In terms of who is leading the way for the uh, Devils, well, we all remember Miles Wood from the first couple games that these two teams played. He was really, uh, yeah, fighting the back of the net, mixing it up, bumping with uh, Tuka Rask. He has eight points through... 10 games tied with Jack Hughes as well as rookie defenseman Ty Smith for the team lead in scoring. Uh, so those are three guys for sure that uh, the Bruins will have to keep an eye on here tonight against the New Jersey Devils. In net, Mackenzie Blackwood made 37 saves on 39 shots for a 949 save percentage in that game against the Rangers. Uh, so I would expect he'll get the start tonight and he did look good in those first couple games that the Bruins played to begin the season and always of course need to keep an eye on P.K. Subban who uh, has you know history with the Bruins and always gets up for games against the black and gold especially at the Garden so uh, yeah I'm excited to see our Bruins back in action tonight and uh, hope that they do come out with the win in advance of this game against the Flyers on Sunday, which we'll talk more about here on the podcast tomorrow. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Football might be over, but NBA, college basketball, and the NHL are in full swing. Bet online even covers award shows and reality TV. They offer real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. BetOnline has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. Head to their website or use your mobile device to sign up today for a free account and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit by using promo code LOCKEDON. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. 
Get more of the sports news you need in less time with our new Locked On Today podcast. Peter Bukowski hosts a breakdown of the biggest stories with analysis from our local experts. Start your day with all the sports news you need in under 20 minutes. Subscribe to Locked On Today wherever you get podcasts. Thursdays on the Locked On Boston Bruins podcast, I like to update the NHL's power rankings, specifically the top five teams around the NHL. I like to call this segment All the President's Men as we're kind of looking at the teams in contention for the President's Trophy here early on in the season. Now, when it comes to games played, there is quite a disparity around the league. The Vancouver Canucks have played 20 games already, while the New Jersey Devils have only played 10 as a result of COVID-19 protocols. Uh, So, point percentage is a big indicator for me you can't just look at points because some teams of course have played fewer games so while the New Jersey Devils have 12 points in 10 games compared to Toronto's 26 points in 17 games uh, their point percentage is 600 which puts them ahead of what their point total uh, would indicate in the overall standings so right now uh, there are A bunch of pretty good teams atop the NHL. Five or six that really stand out, making this decision uh, a bit more difficult this week. Again, I like to look at point percentage as well as goal differential, shot attempt differential at five on five, which is usually an indicator of how well a team is carrying the play, how often they have the puck, and the more you're firing the puck towards the net, Uh, the more likely you are to um, come out on top if it's on a consistent basis. So, yeah, it's kind of a difficult decision this week in terms of ranking the top five teams because there are so many factors at play and things are so tight at the moment. So I'm going to mention the top six teams right now in my estimation and we'll try to sort it out in terms of a ranking at the end. Point percentage-wise, there are three teams tied at 750, which is the third highest point percentage uh, behind, well, we'll get to that in a moment. So we have Tampa Bay, 10-3-1. Vegas is also 10-3-1. Carolina, 10-3-1. Now, what separates these teams a bit is the fact that Tampa Bay has a plus 22 goal differential, while Carolina is at plus 13, and Vegas is plus 12. When we look at their shot attempt differentials, Hurricanes are tops of those three teams with a 54.79 shot attempt differential. They've taken 680 shot attempts, allowed 561. The Vegas Golden Knights are at 51.79 and the Lightning are at 51.54. So, So if you add all that up, there's really very little separating these teams at the moment. Uh, Carolina looks so good, as do the Tampa Bay Lightning and the Vegas Golden Knights. Each one of those teams, I think, could be a legitimate Stanley Cup contender. Now, there's a couple teams ahead of them that I might have some doubts about, and that would be the Toronto Maple Leafs, and the Florida Panthers. I believe I've said here on the podcast before, I've certainly tweeted about it many times, 
in the shootout era, there are only two teams who have failed to win a playoff round, and that would be the two teams that I mentioned, the Panthers and the Maple Leafs. So they're both off to very good starts. The Maple Leafs are 12-3-2 through 17 games. They lead the NHL with 26 points, and they have a 765 point percentage with a plus 15 goal differential. Now they, of course, coughed up that incredibly embarrassing uh, lead against the uh, Ottawa Senators the other night. They were up 5-1, had a 99.9% chance of winning the game, and they lost in overtime. Their shot attempt differential is also not great. They are actually below 50% at 49.32. At 5-5 play, they've taken 690 attempts, and they've allowed 709. Uh, so when you're thinking about how... They may have improved on defense. That um, negative shot attempt differential does not bode well for long-term success. The Florida Panthers, they are 10-2-2. Jonathan Huberdeau looks like a legitimate um, Hart Trophy candidate. I should mention the other night too, Joe Thornton said, Austin Matthews looks like he could contend for the Rocket Richard Trophy as the league's top goal scorer. Uh, the Hart Trophy as league MVP, as well as the Selkie Trophy. The jury's still out on the third one, uh, but he does look to be in line for uh, consideration for the Hart Trophy for sure and could very well indeed win the Rocket Richard Trophy. But again, the Maple Leafs continuing their somewhat amusing trend of coughing up big leads. Uh, It was 4-1, perhaps has been replaced by it was 5-1, seeing as the Ottawa Senators are just terrible this season and there's no way uh, a cup contending team should be giving up a lead like that to a team like the Senators. Now when it comes to the Panthers they have a league leading 786 point percentage uh, tied with our Boston Bruins. Their goal differential is only plus five which uh, when you're looking at top teams around the NHL goal differential is a great indicator of success. Uh, Their underlying number is not too bad, 51.44. But when it comes to the Panthers, you know, Chris Dreger is stepping up in net for them. You'd like to see Sergei Bobrovsky, who's their, you know, um, highest paid player, really stepping up and becoming or showing that he's still that elite level goalie. I don't know how long Dreger can keep it up. Um, And I don't know if the Panthers can keep it up as well. They always have these moments where you think, oh, they're legit, they've arrived. But again, they haven't won a playoff series. And even last year, they weren't able to uh, make much noise with a really promising roster. They have Barkov, they have Huberto. Those are two of the top forwards in the NHL, period. Um, And they should be good team but until they prove that they are (laughs) I'm not going to believe it really until until I see it that leaves our Bruins like I said they have a 786 point percentage a plus 12 goal differential um, and their underlying number is very strong as well 54.89 when it comes to shot attempt differential the five on five scoring remains an issue but that should come if they're able to continue this trend of regularly out-attempting the opposition. 
So what does this mean overall? If you go by points, right now it is the Toronto Maple Leafs in first with 26, the Florida Panthers tied with Boston and the Chicago Blackhawks with 22 points, Tampa Bay Lightning tied with the uh, Vegas Golden Knights and the Hurricanes with 21 points. If you look at point percentage, they rank Florida, Boston, Toronto, Tampa Bay, Vegas, Carolina. And then if you look at um, underlying numbers, those six teams rank Boston, Carolina, Vegas, Tampa Bay, uh, Florida, and then Toronto. So in terms of ranking them, I'm going to put our Bruins at the top by way of their point percentage and their very strong underlying numbers, as well as their uh, goal differential that is in the double digits. Uh, Then I'm going to put the Tampa Bay Lightning in second because of their strong point percentage, goal differential, and their positive um, shot attempt differential. So Boston, then Tampa Bay. I'm going to put uh, Carolina, then Vegas, and then uh, Toronto and Florida to round out the top six. So we're doing a top six this week. Uh, Not giving Toronto and Florida the benefit of the doubt just because of their past history and really need to see a bigger sample size from those two teams. But also, you know, they need to win when it actually matters. I'm not really going to buy into either of these teams until that happens. In fact, the other night when um, the Leafs were up 5-1, I tweeted friend of the show, Mayor, that, uh, you know, never in doubt, they're going to win. They did lose, and I was forced to bring out the Austin Matthews shirt that I bought uh, a few years ago after they made the playoffs when I did not expect them to. Uh, So that's the teams in contention right now for the President's Trophy. I'd give an honorable mention to the Colorado Avalanche as well. They are a very strong team. You know, Philadelphia is up there, Montreal. uh, A lot of good teams around the NHL, but these six in particular are the only ones with a point percentage above 700, uh, well above 700 in fact, and so I'm giving them all the edge this week when it comes to the overall power rankings let me know what you think send me a tweet at lo boston bruins or at enc mclaren if you agree or disagree uh, vehemently with these latest rankings rock auto is a family-owned business and they've been serving auto parts customers online for 20 years If you go to rockauto.com, you can shop for auto and body parts from hundreds of manufacturers. With the ever-increasing numbers of makes like Fiat and Kia and models, Pacifica, X-T5, it's now impossible to stock all the parts you need in a traditional chain storefront. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questions and wait while the counterman orders the parts on his computer Choosing the only brand his warehouse happens to carry. You have a computer, you have access to rockauto.com, and you can easily check out their catalog, which is unique and remarkably easy to navigate. Quickly see all the parts available for your vehicle and choose the brands, specifications, and prices you prefer. Best of all, their prices are always reliably low, and the same for professionals as well as do-it-yourselfers. Go to rockauto.com right now, see all the parts available for your car or truck, and write Locked On in their How Did You Hear About Us box so they know that we sent you. Amazing selection, 
reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need at rockauto.com. Betting on the NHL doesn't have to be a guessing game if you listen to the new Locked on Bets podcast hosted by your boy Q and handicapping expert Lee Sterling. Get daily picks and quick-hitting advice to make the smartest possible wagers. Subscribe to Locked on Bets, brought to you by betonline.ag, wherever you get podcasts. Let's finish with some news and notes from around the NHL. Yesterday on the podcast, I discussed the possibility of Boston targeting Predators defenseman Matias Ekholm on the trade market. This possibility seems to be gaining steam a little bit. Ekholm, again, is a solid all-around defenseman with an affordable $3.75 million salary cap hit through next season. The Bruins will have over $4 million in projected cap space, so there's room for him to be added to the roster, although it would be a tight squeeze depending on what they are forced to give up. The Bruins could send them a player to free up some room, like Anders Bjork, uh, for example. He often comes up in trade chatter, and I really do think he could be kind of the next uh, Ryan Donato or Danton Heinen to be shipped out in order to make the team uh, better for the playoff stretch run. I also got a question on Twitter the other day, perhaps about Boston and um, Anaheim teaming up for another trade. Uh, Hampus Lindholm could be a great number one left-hand defense option, and the Bruins could also look to add a player like Jacob Silverberg or Ricard Raquel. Uh, obviously, again, the Bruins do have that trading relationship with the Ducks. A couple trades coming up on the year anniversary of those, actually, with David Backus going to Anaheim, Andre Kasha coming over, and then Heinen for Nick Ritchie. And, um, yeah, perhaps that is something that Don Sweeney could entertain as well. Lindholm, like Ekholm, is under contract through the end of next season. His cap hit is a bit higher, $5.205556 million. And Silverberg also under contract for three more seasons after this one at a cap hit of 5.25, Raquel 3.789 through next season as well. So these are players that have some control who you keep around for uh, more than one playoff push. Um, I don't know, uh, Silverberg's contract, perhaps a bit too lengthy, uh, but Lindholm and Raquel certainly could be possible uh, trade targets for Don Sweeney here as we approach the trade deadline, uh, which again will be a bit later this season. And there are other complications like quarantine and all that. But uh, yeah, I really think uh, the Bruins could be active as they do have a very good team. Very much in the Stanley Cup conversation. And uh, might be worth yeah, stocking up here. Especially with David Krejci and Tuka Rask set to become unrestricted free agents at season's end. And some uncertainty about their uh, standing moving forward. Other news around the league, Connor McDavid recorded his 500th NHL point, if you can believe that he's there already. NHL.com, they released their power rankings this week, and our Bruins are number one in their rankings. They also had Tampa Bay, Vegas, Toronto, and Colorado 
uh, rounding out the top five with Florida and Carolina uh, coming in behind them as well. Another postponement in the NHL tonight, uh, not due to COVID. The Stars have been hammered by weather lately. I believe they've had three, two games postponed already, and tonight's game against the Lightning is postponed because of that winter storm that ravaged the Lone Star State. Some cool news out of Pittsburgh. The Penguins have launched a Willie O'Ree Academy, a free initiative specifically designed to help develop experienced black youth hockey players in the region by providing unique training and support opportunities. The Penguins wanted to honor O'Ree, the first black player in NHL history, by naming the academy after him, and they hope it will become a model for the league to adopt. O'Ree said, I was so excited and thrilled that the Willie O'Ree Academy was being developed and ultimately now being launched. The academy will continue the legacy I worked so hard to create and maintain in this space. It would have been cool if, you know, it was the Bruins who had created this Willie O'Ree Academy. Uh, But good on the Penguins for taking the initiative. And perhaps there will be uh, kind of some different branches around the league. And I would hope that the Bruins would jump on board with that as well. I believe that's it for today's episode of Locked On Boston Bruins. Thanks so much for tuning in. And I hope you all enjoy tonight's game between the Bruins and the Devils. It's been a while since we got to watch this team in action. They've had a few days off here, a few good days of practice, and hopefully they put on a good show tonight against the New Jersey Devils as they prepare to uh, move over to California for Sunday's game against the uh, Philadelphia Flyers. In case you missed the news the other day, there will be a bunch of entertainment options uh, going along with with that game in Lake Tahoe including uh, Green Day performing its newest song, Pentatonix, performing the anthem before the Bruins-Flyers game, Nathan McKinnon trying to hit a hole-in-one. So it should be quite a spectacle, and hopefully it goes off without a hitch in terms of uh, COVID and all that. I'll be watching the game tonight, so if you want to follow along on Twitter, you can do so at LOBostonBruins or at Ian C. McLaren. Might sneak in an episode of Yellowstone as well because that show is so stinking good and I'm definitely hooked on it and uh yeah can't wait to see what happens next after I think we're four yeah probably four or five episodes in so good so yeah that's it for today thanks again for tuning in please do subscribe if you haven't already and we'll be back tomorrow to recap tonight's game against the Devils and the Bruins and uh tee up Sunday's outdoor game as well take care of yourselves friends take care of each other have a good one